Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. And welcome to this week's episode of the Nintendo Shack Podcast, Sea of Stardom. We got a beefy Mario Bros. Wonder Direct to talk about, along with some other exciting Nintendo news from this week. How are you doing today, Donnie? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. It was the first week of school last Uh-oh. week. Um, yeah, it went it went okay. We got some toughies, mm. but it went okay. Came home every day, exhausted, crashed survived um hopefully it's gonna be a good school year the kids the kindergartners started on wednesday and everybody else started on thursday but i worked the whole week so um little gaming time in between um first week is always hard (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) always the bus is coming late i think the last bus didn't leave until like 4 40 on the first day (laughs) what are the teachers do when like there are no kids there like on the days before they all start meeting setting up their class just like crack out the liquor and like oh wouldn't that be nice like the music going over the intercom and (laughs) i should suggest that for next year that sounds um i think everybody would be in agreement with that thinking like on a hawaiian day it's just like punch rum drinks everywhere and hawaiian shirts no the reality is meetings and um, getting new students at the last minute and having to rearrange your roster. And uh, yeah. for me, I feel like there's not as much to do because I'm not a teacher, but I I'm usually the one telling them to come to the meetings. You have a new student, so they don't, they don't like me those first couple of days. Yeah. But but yeah, survive the first week. Um, I have been playing Sea of Stars. Let's do it. I'm not ready to dive super deep into all of my thoughts yet because I anticipated, you know, because it came out my first week of school, I anticipated that I wasn't going to get very far this first couple days. I haven't gotten very far yet. Um, the game is beautiful. The most beautiful game I've ever seen in my, my entire life, Donnie. Wow. It is gorgeous. The environment, the the character models, the just dynamic lighting, the dynamic movement of everything as you're walking around. Like I've never seen a game in this kind of pixel sprite style have that dynamic kind of movement, like as you're climbing up a cliff, and like when you get to a certain point, like a bird like kind of comes by and swoops around you, like like different parts trigger movement around the world and it's so cool and just the beauty of it is like so far my highlight like the number one highlight um i haven't encountered like i haven't encountered anything too tough so far which is good um it the battle feels smooth the um gameplay 
good story. I'm getting into it. It's a little slow to start. I think you start with like um, the two. You can pick between either the girl character or the boy character. It doesn't affect the story, whichever one you choose. Um, I picked the girl, Valer. Uh, she's super cool. She has blue hair. Um, but it's really just who leads the party. And I think you can change it. I haven't figured out how to change it yet, but I've been playing as her. And the story starts where you're basically remembering what happened in the past, um, like some years ago, where you um, become like the solstice warriors or whatever they're called. Um, so the very beginning of the gameplay kind of starts like, oh, you know, we went into this cave that we shouldn't have as kids and tried to use our secret powers before we were ready. And the elder's like, mm, you know, fine. If you think you're ready, like, leave your village, leave your friend, come with me. You're going to go to the academy and learn. So we have to leave our friend and um, go into this training. So, like, the whole beginning is, like, this flashback of, like, the tutorials. Here's how to use your powers. Um, I am struggling donnie and i i think this is a me issue i want to preface this by saying this is probably a me issue um i have talked to a couple other people who it is bothering as well but it is affecting my enjoyment of the game and i i don't want to come on here and like be negative but it is bad for me um there is a large there's a large amount of grammatical and spelling errors mm. in the game in the dialogue in the dialogue um and it's it's really taking me out of like the immersion and like the moment of it like it, it's it's not the occasional thing it's like every few sentences there's like a comma in the middle of a sentence where there shouldn't be. Sean told There's me about run this. run on sentences. He said some There's reviewer spelling was errors very upset with the, the comma place. placement. Oh, it's... And I, I envy the people who so this is have a thing. no idea. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Okay, it's, let me ask you this. It's really bad. Let me ask you this. I feel like I know the answer, but I feel like it needs to be asked. Is it any way intentional? No. Okay. It's not. Is it poorly it's, translated? It's not. Yes, because okay. the studio is from Quebec. I believe that the dialogue was translated from French to English. Um, and I, I have a friend who lives in um, near near that area whose French is one of um, one of his languages that he speaks. And he said that it sounds like a lot of the sentences were translated from French to English in the way that like French grammar is. So it sounds like they just had a very bad translation job. <laughs> like just somebody like who might AI. Be, maybe I, I don't I have no idea. I have no idea. Mm. Um but like the word like in, in the first like five minutes of the game, you talk to an NPC who who says, Remember that when you did this, but like remember is spelled wrong. Mm. And it's I know it's a me problem, but it's really affecting my enjoyment of the game so much that like I almost want to reach out and ask if there's a patch planned so I can wait until Wow. That happens. I'm not surprised. Because 
it's seen, it's not I, like the occasional thing. It's every couple sentences, and I'm screenshotting some of them and like, ah, uh, everything about this game, Donnie, is flawless. So and I hate that this is ruining it for me. The dialogue is written right. You're reading it. And they're not spoken yes. by the characters. Yeah. Yes. So that makes no it even voice harder because yeah. you're actively reading it. Yeah. And I'm trying to like hear it in their voices, you know, my, the voices in my head. Sure. And it just, I, and again, I, this is like the burden of me having too much knowledge about grammatical rules. Um, my wife's that way. I've seen that it's, in practice. It just takes me she out can't of the stand moment. stand it when somebody <laughs> writes things down moment. incorrectly early bothers And me. I, I hate that. I hate that. And I, before it released, I only saw one person talk about it. Jason Schreier, you know, Jason. that's what Sean was telling me on the, on the pod yeah. this week. And he was surprised that there weren't more reviews talking about it. I don't like, think I kind of laughed I it off. Read it I was like, reviews. what a, what a, like, you know, what a, like a weird, non-important thing to say. Cause Sean was specifically just the little instance that Sean told me, he said that he was mad that there were like commas in the wrong places. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like that can be overlooked. But what it sounds like is it's way more, I'll it's way more aggressive than than just some commas being out of place. Yeah, and That's I don't bad. think like most people will notice or care, and I hate that I do. Yeah, um, they'll read it for what it's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's probably I'm what hoping- I would do. I'm hoping it gets better. I'm hoping there's a patch. I'm hoping that I just like stop caring. I'm going to keep going. Um, because like I said, everything else about this game is exactly what I want. Chrono Trigger love letter, Mario RPG love letter, beautiful, amazing soundtrack. Um, the other thing that I like wasn't vibing with at first was the sound mixing, but you can go into the menu and change like the sound effects to be quieter the battle effects to be quieter and to like change everything individually and so i just kind of did like my own little mixing for for my own ears um but that's good because i like when they give you options to change things like that because everybody's preferences are different um so i i feel like everything else about this game is wonderful was it like that in the demo i don't from like there was less di- like there was less dialogue in the demo I think um because it was kind of more focused on battles and the exploration there was dialogue but like I mean I don't remember it being that bad in the demo hmm. no I don't hate the game I I know I knew <laughs> that someone I knew Yarden, Yarden's was, gonna, trolling, yeah. was I know <laughs> I know but I don't want people to think that like this isn't an amazing wonderful game I like John 32's things. Maybe you just got to play it in French. That's the challenge. I wonder if I could switch, switch that. Yeah, you just switch to French. I, and you're like, oh, I feel like better. I understand enough French to like maybe do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Becca's got roots <laughs> over in <laughs> Um No, I, I don't know. I, I, I love it. No, I don't. I'm not going to stop playing because I love this game. And this, I, this has been besides Zelda, my most anticipated game for a very long time. The thing that I, I wanted to ask you that this is the thing that is like doing this to me. It's shattering your illusion. Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> um, 
what differentiates or improves upon this game from the games that like it's resembling? What's like, what's like the thing or things that it's doing um, that kind of like makes it, does it makes it, that puts it um, on the same pedestal as like a Chrono Trigger? Oh, I thought you were going to say the same as like other Chrono Trigger inspired modern games. Um, what is it? Or that similar? too, yeah. Um, I think the t- the two biggest things are the the battling, like the battle style is very similar, where you um, are able to kind of play off of your party members' different skills. So they have different solar and lunar abilities, um, and you're kind of able to use the other party members to your advantage. I, I forget what it's called in Chrono Trigger, duels, um dual attacks or I, I forget what it was called but the gameplay in terms of the battling the battle system is extremely similar um the fact that the the enemy fights take place kind of in the world like it doesn't stop you and bring you to a separate battle screen mm. you know how a lot of rpgs yeah. will like have like a transition and then like you, you have like kind of that scene and it's like a battle. Yeah. It's not like Pokemon. It's not yeah. like Final Fantasy. It's it's like um the enemies come and then like all of a sudden you're battling. But it's still turn based. Um dual text, yeah, that's what it's called. It's not called that in, in Sea of Stars, but it's similar. Um or double text or whatever they are. Um the emphasis on um how the characters are intertwined with the story, I think is similar. And I don't want to say too much about that if if you're not far and so you have stars, um, but I feel like it, it does it, and just like the, the high quality of it, I feel like the high quality of like the characters that are written, the story, the environment around it, like everything is just so high quality, except for the translation, like mm. everything is so pristine, except for the translation. Um, You know, and I could see something like that. The first thing you think of is like, if everything is so high quality, how could something like that happen? And I 100% could see that if the people making the game are not native speakers to the language, they don't know any better. Yeah. Right? Like they see it in English and like, and maybe I know they it's have an like indie a, game. maybe they have a I passing understanding yeah. of English and they just read it and they're like, yeah, it's English. I know they might've had a limited budget, you know, and then maybe that was the corner to cut with everything else. Um, because that, you know, they had their Kickstarter money, but that sounds like something that can be easily fixed pretty quickly. I'll do it for them for free. I imagine <laughs> Here's a lot all of the commas will, yeah. that shouldn't be here. People here probably all the spelling mistakes. Point those things out to them and they'll start, you know, releasing patches soon, hopefully. I'm so close to DMing them because they follow me on Twitter and I'll be respectful, just like out of curiosity. Do you have plans? Do you know how yeah. bad the translation is on is your a, otherwise? Is a patch coming? Game? Just be like, hey, are you guys yeah. gonna? Are you reading a patch? Yeah. Do they know? But do they know? Because they're getting all this praise elsewhere. Do they even know how bad it is? Or if they don't know, do they like? Is it is it big enough care? a problem? Do they care? Right? <gasps> like they're like, even with that, everybody's liking the game. So you know, I worry about that often. That like, I worried about that quite a bit with Mario Golf. You know, yeah. Mario Golf got pretty care? decent reviews and it like it was the fastest selling Mario Golf game ever. And I was like, OK, so none of my issues are ever going to get addressed because right now they're cracking champagne talking about how great they are. 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, and this game sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my fear, and that would be devastating. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a again. Spot I, to be in sometimes. I think most people listening to this, if you have been playing it, you're probably like, "Wow, what a petty thing for her to care about." I haven't been having any issues with this, um, but I also don't want people to like be turned off from not playing this game because it probably won't affect you. Can <laughs> you read it? I mean, I feel like this is not a good question for you, but like, take yourself out of the picture. Can the dialogue be read for what it's supposed to be? Like, you can make out what it's supposed to be. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. For almost all of them. Yes. There were like maybe two dialogue boxes where I had to read it like three times to really get what they were saying. Um, just because the syntax was like wild and like needed to be rewritten. Yeah. But for like nine out of 10 of them. Yeah. It makes sense. And that's why I was asking like if it was intentional because you know, you see a lot of games where they'll, they'll misspell things or put slang on things to try and like denote like an accent or something. That's what I was asking. It's not like that. So like, I know that, that, um, uh, a short hike. Have you played a short hike? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's That's a game that does that where there's intentional things like that. And that doesn't bother me because I know it's intentional. Yeah. This is not. Golf story had a lot of that too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I can tell the difference. Um, yeah, yeah, XBS. It um it's from Quebec, the the studio. I believe that the game was probably written originally in French. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's my only gripe. Unfortunately, it's bothering me a lot. <laughs> but man, it's a beautiful game. It is polished everywhere else. I I don't want to talk too much more about it because I'm not that far yet. Uh, So I'll have more to say on it next week. Okay. Well, I'm playing uh, a few games that you can play on Nintendo Switch. I'm not playing any of them actually on my Switch, though. That's okay. Uh, I'm playing Gumbrella, which releases here in a couple weeks. And it has a demo you can go play. Oh, I remember that one from the Indie Direct. That one yeah. looked really cool. Yeah. This is, this is the devolver of a lot of their games that, that were kind of earmarked to coming soon. Like, this is what I would call, like, the good one. Okay. Like, they have, they have that other one. I forget what it's called. It's like Ghost with a Wizard with a Gun. And I didn't like that one at all. Wow. Like, that was, like, the one. That was, like, the, the exception to my devolver rule. Where I played that for an hour, and I was like, I never want to play this ever again. Oh, no. <laughs> But uh, that's not Gumbrella. Gumbrella comes out in a couple weeks and it has a demo. This is the same demo I've played before, um, but it, it's more polished. And uh, it's a it's a decent demo. You can play for about an hour for free. So you can try it. This game's it. beautiful too. It is. It is very, very pretty the, to look the at. the color palette. I love the spray work. Yeah, this You're is going good. to be able to... This game, is, this game is fun because I think, and I'm pretty sure I'm regurgitating what I said before, but it just jumps out at me with its... The way that you can traverse with the umbrella makes me think that, like, I think speedrunners or like people that are really good at games could really sink their teeth into this because mm-hmm. at times you can basically fly. Like, you can basically just hover and fly. And if you time it correctly with jumps and speed, like, you can, the movement can get very fluid and quick. That's and, cool. and I'm just thinking, like, it could, like, this could be like their next, like, um, like Katana Zero sort of like indie thing. I'm not really expecting it to jump off that way because I don't see a lot of anticipation with this one. A lot of people when I talk about it, I don't think they know what it is and things like that. And there's a lot of games coming out. 
So I'm thinking this one might stay a little bit more below the radar, but it's very good. It's a lot of fun. That's a shame because I feel like when that Indie Direct happened, I think it was last year, um, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of hype around it. And that is unfortunate that it's coming out at a time where there's there are just so many good games coming out. And not a strong like lead in either. Um, You know, they delayed most of their games and they have it's not like they've been telling people like Umbrella's coming out this September for a long time. It's just kind of like a short announcement, like, hey, and Umbrella's out in a couple of weeks. We're like, oh, okay. And it's yeah. just like, you know, Starfield just came out and Sea of Stars just came out and Cyberpunk's on the way. And this is like, I don't know how many people are going to be even aware that this is, you know, this is out there. But if you're interested, you should play the demo. Um, the character has an umbrella that you can use to like air dash and glide, but also to shoot. It's like an umbrella that's also a gun. And you can also repel. Uh, fire on him as the defensive mechanism and uh yeah you just kind of shovel night around with this umbrella um it's kind of more like that um, that's cool i'm glad yeah, you're it, it you know it it reminds me of another another devolver game that i played with not in anything to do with art style but like in the design and even almost kind of like the intro or at least in this demo they have another game called Aaliyah. uh it's spelled o-l-i-j-a Elijah. I think I remember you talked about that. Yeah, Aaliyah's like 8-bit, like really, yeah. you know, like really picks like harder to appreciate, I think, for most people. But like the way the game starts, like a boat coming up to a dock and you meet a person, you go side scrolling, you go down in the sewer. Like it's, it's like almost like a palette swap of like the same game or at of least this? the same. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very similar. I was like, wait a minute. I, I just I've played this before, um, but this I'm sure a lot it takes prettier, though. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I'm sure this will take its its own its own path. And Aaliyah and went like out. Metroidvania-ish kind of too as well after uh, the opening. It comes out September 13th. It does. Looks yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna get it. Um, but even even I, somebody who's very excited about this, even I said I'll probably wait though. Um, just because I won't be playing it. Like I don't think I'll there's be playing so it. So many games 13th. out yeah. right now. Yeah. So there's no point in buying a game that I'm not going to play. Um, I think that's going to hurt it. Yeah, I think so too. And that's a sad because I was like, yeah. when this game was shown, I first played the demo. I was like day one, and I still feel like in my head, like I'm day one. It's just day one on the day that I can play it. <laughs> like I'm day one when I have a free day to play a game. That's when I'll play yeah. Umbrella because I want to play it. I was the same way with um planet of lana i uh-huh. love planet of lana it was a great game i was very excited i played it um but i had to wait on it just because there's so many games coming out um but it, it was announced like, during the indie showcase may 2022 i think if it had released that summer would have been a different story i agree and um you know i know devolver's hurting um a bit their their, their stock has taken a dip and they've delayed a lot of projects and stuff so I was hoping that this might be something to kind of get that, get their brand re-energized. But I don't think that's going to be it. I think that's going to have to be a plucky squire or oh, um, yeah. the thing that, that I'm interested too. in is anger foot. That, that it, will be their big game. Yeah, I think so. Um, The other game that I bought, speaking of buying games, you have time to play is trying five because it was a pre-order detail, uh, Never a heard pre-order of discount. You've never heard of Trine? No. Wow. I don't think so. That's not uncommon. I shouldn't say wow. I think that's typically the the answer that I get from most people. It's just, I found Trine on Wii U. I thought it was a pretty good standout on Wii U, and I've played them since with the Wii U. 
and I really like them. They're very good games. Um, I bought it, like I said, it was on discount. It's $30, I believe, brand new. And I got it for like 18 So that was a big okay. reason why I got it. As Yarden points out, this is correct. I chose the correct game. This Trine 5 got a better score from IGN than Starfield did on the same day. <laughs> it's, it's a platformer? It's a platforming puzzle game. Okay. You, like um, you swap different characters. So there's like a thief who's like an archer and there's like a wizard who has like wizard powers and things like that. And there's like a, a knight. And it tells a story. And I think the thing that I like about it the most, which I have no doubt will not land on you, but maybe our listeners will, is that it's the way it tells its storytelling like with a narrator and stuff. It's very like kind of it's kind of fable. It's fable-ish. And uh, you have like this fairy tale narrator that's telling the story as you progress. And it's just, it's good. It's like, I played it for about an hour and my impression from my first hour, I was like, this is better than they've been before. Like, this is a step up. Like, this is really good. So much. So I was playing on the ally and I stopped and uninstalled it. Cause I was like, I need to play this on my computer. Cause like, it's a beautiful game. And I was like, I'm missing a lot of it by playing it in 720p. Like, this is a beautiful game. I need to blow this up a bit. So I installed it on my PC and I just haven't got a chance to to get back to it yet because this weekend is Lego 2K free to play weekend on Steam and oh. and Xbox. And I am okay. playing Lego 2K and it is awesome. I am. This game has been on my radar since I first saw it. I thought it looked fun the moment I saw it. And I've just held off on it because it's like a. You know, I think I've been conditioned. I have this like conditioned thing in my brain not to pay full price for Lego games. It's ra- racing. <laughs> it's a racing Lego it's a 2K game. Drive to okay, Lego two K drive. drive. Okay. And it's on Switch, and um, and I re- and I I really wanted to buy it. I've been hunting a deal for this all year, and there just haven't really been one. Like I think the cheapest price has been like forty five bucks. You know, and I've been trying to get it like at thirty. Um, so they had finally had a free to play weekend where you can play it all weekend this weekend. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to jump into that and see if, if I've been waiting, like, right to see if this is something, maybe I don't even like it. And unfortunately, Rebecca, this just makes me want to buy the game even more because it's a lot of fun. I am having a really good time with it. It's like Forza horizon. Like it's an open world that you can drive around, but it's Lego instead of being like Mm -hmm. realistic. And it has all these events. They've got races and collection things and mini games. I played a golf mini game. I had to knock an egg into a giant frying pan. You have to okay, like. Okay, so I. It's not just like 2K Drive for kids. It's like you, actually. Yeah, and okay. it's actually the racing itself. The it's there's speed to it. Like it's fast. You know, and I did not expect that. I was expecting like a Lego City kid friendly and i think kids can play this but like it's quicker than that like if you're not okay. a decent kart racer there's an adjustment here like you're gonna have to like it's not easy um the lego like, games are always good it's like forza horizon meets mario kart honestly like it it, it really in the mario kart stuff like you get when races you get power-ups and you can shoot things at each other and blow each other up and like lego pieces go everywhere and That's you fun. earn you earn boost by by drifting or by smashing into Lego bits around the around the racetrack. Um, and then it does the Sonic All-Stars Diddy Kong thing where if you go off road, your vehicle transforms into an off road vehicle. If you hit the water, your vehicle transforms into a boat because it can because it's Lego. And 
I love it and I want to buy it. It's still like just a bit more expensive than I want to pay. And I hate yeah. saying that. What a weird thing. It's like, I love this game, but I still don't want to give them this much money for. And here's why. Every time I've heard anybody talk about this game, I've heard nothing but talk of the microtransactions. And now I understand uh, why. It's yeah, not that'll that it's, ruin it. It's not that it's, I actually, it's not that it's bad at all. I don't think it's egregious. The problem is that the game is set up very similarly to like a free to play game. Like if this game was free to play, I would give them $40 today, like instantly. If I could just own the game and then buy all these cars, because once you get into the shop and everything, you see the litany of options and choice that you have to buy cars. And, and that's you're like, after you've paid for the game. Exactly. And you're like, wait a minute, yeah. I just paid you guys. I think, is it $70? Like brand new? It's 60 or seven. Is I'm not it? even sure. It might oh. be $69.99 on other consoles. I think it's 60 on Switch, but I'm, I'm not sure. Um, on the playstation store it's 60 okay um wait 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 wait. it is 70 but it's just on sale 17 percent for the pre-order yeah that's what i was thinking so for 70 dollars you pay 70 dollars and then you get hit with a menu of like look at these thousands of cool cars you can have if you give us more money and the yeah, and exactly. and you can get cars and you can get off road car and you can get boats and you can get drivers and you can get like packs to build your own, and and there's a battle pass and there's like unlockables towards like levels. How and all many of that. free options are there for the default? Like if you don't give them any more money, well, just I'm just playing the story mode. But out of the story mode, you get three of them and you do unlock them as you play the story mode. You will get other cars. So I've got like. I probably have two of each in a few hours of playing, maybe three or four hours of playing. I probably have two like race cars, two off-roads and two boats. It's not enough. Greedy. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does kind of. And it's not like when I heard other people talking about it, I got this impression that like I was going to be constantly bombarded with like buy the battle pass and do the thing. I'm not. Yeah. I'm playing story mode. I'm not really not seeing it. It's more I don't of want like that a, to become the norm because I, I don't mind if a game is free to play and has microtransactions. That's it. Or if, you know, it, they give you everything in game when you buy at full price. Don't that's it. heavily mix the two. I think that's it. It's that they sold you a game and it's good. But then all of the fun stuff that you want to do is behind additional payment. Like they have like cool cars, like a there's like a like it looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles car. I think they call it the turtle. But it's just mm-hmm. like, a, and they have like a police vehicle that looks like Resident Evil. And there's an ice cream truck that obviously looks like Twisted Metal. You know, like there's cars that look like other cars that you kind of mm-hmm. know what they're supposed to be. There's a race car that's 100% just a McLaren, right? Like mm-hmm. you just know what it is. And I, you can't play it. You can't play it unless you buy it. And I'm like. So, yeah, Rocket League did that for a long time because the game cost $20. And then had things like you could buy the DeLorean, you could buy the Batmobile. Um, and $20 is very different from $70. 70, um, but still, yeah. I don't like that model. But at, after Epic bought them, it is now free to play. And I feel like that's fine. If it's I kind of feel like sure. if this was free to play, it would have had a completely different reception. Like Probably. if it was free to play, I think people would be talking about how great this game is and how they love to yeah. play it. And they'd be playing online and be playing with their friends. And because there has that high price tag plus the reputation that it has for having yeah. so much 
additional purchasing content behind it, I think people stayed away from it. And I get it now. So like when I tell you that I'm really enjoying it and I want it, but I don't want to pay it by the price, that's kind of why. Because now that I see it, now I want this game for $20 because I know I'm going to spend 20 or 30 more dollars on on additional stuff. So I'm going to keep waiting I for a deal. feel you with that for sure. If this game came to Game Pass, I'd be so happy. I would just give them like, here's $40. Let me buy as many cars as I need to. And I'm going to go play the game and have fun. Yeah. Um, but it is Same. fun. I went to yesterday. I found this island. I was just driving around. I found this island and there's like, and it's a small island and there's a house at the top and there's like a little spiral driveway to get up there. And I was like, that's interesting. I want to drive up there. So I drove up there and the guy that lives there is a little Lego character. His name is short fuse. And the only dialogue he has, he says, greetings with an exclamation mark. And he says, please leave. It was like, it's me. (laughs) They found me (laughs) in the game. Um, I, I do think, the thing that the other thing that I notice is that may, what makes it a big difference between it and something like Forza Horizon is the soundtrack. It doesn't have that music to make you like just want to drive around and mess around. Um, you know, it's very like Lego music, but this is like a really great game to like listen to a podcast or throw on some headphones while you play and just kind of not pay a whole lot of attention um, as long as you're. But the but the the writing is very funny. It's very comedic um when you start the story mode you're introduced to your mentor whose name's clutch racington and um you're you're driving clutch like racington what clutch racington and the very first time he appears he is like a very early on in the game so it's not a spoiler he bounces out and he smashes the villain off the road and he goes all right kid we're gonna show you how to do such and such and you're like okay and he's and then uh the announcers they go "Ooh, smells like a tutorial and he goes, no, no, it's not like that. He's like, this one's fun. He goes, um, no, it is kind of like that. He's like, well, but kid, you have no other choice. So let's go. And it's like, it's very fourth wall breaking, very yeah. funny, very Nickelodeon. So it's better than I expected it to be, to be quite honest with you. Like the game kind of needs a hype, man. It's, it's good. It just, yeah. If you want to play with the turtle car, you're gonna have to throw them 10 bucks. You know, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that does. With games like this, I I would always where I would almost always wish they just had like a unlock all content fee, you mm-hmm. know, just like let me just pay you to have the stuff like upfront. Don't do it like yeah. this. But yeah, I hope that doesn't become more of a standard. They've got a battle pass and like more seasons on the way, and you can see how they're planning it to be. And like it, it feels like a free to play game that you paid seventy dollars for, mm-hmm. and it takes yeah, away off by that it takes away from the open world and the, like the, the writing and just how good the carts, the cart racing is. I've won most all of my races, but to be honest with you, I wasn't in the lead until like the third lap. So it's like, it's, you know, it's competitive. Like it's good cart racer. If you suck at Mario Kart, I don't think you're going to be very good at this. You got to be good at it. (laughs) Um, is maybe a bit more like, um, maybe a bit more like crash team racing than a Mario Kart. Okay. And just like I've kind of the chaos and destruction yeah. and stuff that you're doing throughout the race is more like a race of battle mode than an actual like race race. Mm-hmm. But they had fun stuff too. Like I went to a farm that was being invaded by aliens and I had to smash all the aliens before they like took down the towers. And um, I had to do a race where I had to like basically do like donuts 
around like this pillar, but the whole time there were like mines were dropping and blowing you up and would throw you across the map if you hit them. And stuff. That's cool. Yeah, there's fun stuff to do. So I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. Cool. Anything else before we get into this week in Nintendo? Mm, that's it. We had a pretty meaty Super Mario Bros. Wonder Direct. I think it was 15 minutes long. Uh, I didn't watch it. So as I read through these bullet points, let me know if I didn't get anything right. Uh, They went through all the playable characters. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Yellow and Blue Toad, Toadette, Yoshi, and Nabbit. Both Yoshi and Nabbit do not take damage. Players can ride on Yoshi or even other Yoshi colors. There are six worlds that circle the Petal Isles for seven new areas. Uh, Pipe Rock Plateau, Fluff Puff Peaks, Shining Falls, Petal Isles. There's also a desert, an uncanny forest, scorching hot world of magma, and more. So it sounds like they went in depth for some of them, but not all of them. Yeah, they told us they went through some, and then the other ones they just kind of read off. So we don't really know. So there's more than just, okay. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. There are a ton of new power-ups, like the elephant fruit that turns them into elephants. And I had wondered if if all of the characters would get their own animal, but it seems like it's just elephants, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, The bubble flower, the drill mushroom. I thought that one looked cool. And then the wonder flower. Uh, In each levels, you can pick a badge to use. That badge will give an ability of some kind that can alter how you approach things, like a a fast swim badge, a grapple swing vine-like badge, wall jumping, super high jump. So you can kind of customize which badge you're using for different strategic approach. You can collect those or you can buy those in the shop. The crazy thing about this, how they showed it off is they basically showed off like the abilities from other games. So like the wall jump was just like Metroid and then the, the vine swinging just looked like Spider-Man. Like you're just like web slinging around. And I was like, Oh, so they're just like, this is in, in, in every game. Like you just I like play this idea. every game. So like you, once you're wearing the badge, like you can't lose it. Like if you take damage or if you lose a life, right? I believe so. Like yeah. You, you, you just it. have that ability. I, I think that's cool. There's nothing worse for me when I'm playing a Mario game and I have a cool power up or ability. And then like I take damage and I lose it. Hmm. So I like the badge idea. Uh, the map has levels, but also 3D world-like areas letting you play levels in any order. I did see that where you can kind of walk around. Walk around and like maybe map. if you're stuck on one level, you can go try something else. There is four-player local co-op. Tell me about Death Ghost. What's that? Oh, is that is that this next one? You play online multiplayer with ghost players? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing I think a lot of people are... I. I, I ex- I've seen the most negativity I've seen about it is their online play like mm-hmm. path. So you can play four player local co-op, but if you play online, the other players play as like ghosts, like you so can see live. them and you can play them and you can have some basic interactions. So they have like these things called, what are they called? Standies or whatever. You could throw down like a flag and it's like a respawn point, but it can also like give you like items and things like that. So if you find a particular part of the level challenging, like you died a lot, like you can throw down this stake here and like help other players. Um, but the players are Didn't Mark Baker do something similar where like, yeah, just a little message. Yes. And I was, that was like on, a, on, on a different note, that was more of my takeaway from this altogether is just how much DNA here seems to be coming from 3d world and Mario maker. Um, 
but the ghosts are live and you get rewarded if you like finish the level together. So mm. like, even though they're not there, like they can't throw you off the ledge, but like you get rewarded for playing together, even though they're not like actually there. Well, they so, are there, but they are there. Right. Like, it's so not, it's like, it's not it's, ghost data. Like in correct. Mario Kart has like the ghost racers. Correct. So it's, it's different. Um, I'll read this. This is from director Shiro Moro or Mori. He said the concept behind this online play is really this idea of a casual connection, being able to experience multiplayer game sessions as if you were playing a single player game. What I really wanted to create was an online experience. That's entirely positive. Okay. So you can't be throwing people off and, um, and I guess like they can't disconnect your level. They can't quit on you and, you know, like there's nothing like that. I think that can happen. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you place, um, a st- oh, that standy you talked that's about that other place yeah. can use that to re- revive themselves. The talking flowers. What do we think about those? They can be disabled. Completely Mario Maker, right? But I'm I'm the only person that saw that one because in Mario Maker they had like the little mouth thing you would hit it and be like ah. And uh, I was like, oh, this seems like an evolution of that idea. Um, I love it. I was actually, I hated to see that it could be disabled, but when I saw the Reddit thread where somebody, I guess, found that it could be disabled, there's like a thousand people who are like, thank God, I'm so happy it could be disabled. It and I was like- doesn't bother you any of other people disable it. No, it doesn't, but I really like what they were doing. So I just, I I, I think it's really funny. I, I It adds so much more- um, I don't know, character diversity to like the level, like the fact that you can walk across and this thing is talking to you. And it's almost like dialogue, you know, for like a game that is not known for having it like Mario. Right. I was like, this is acting in the middle of the level. Yeah. I was like, this is neat. Like I'm here for it, but I guess most people aren't, but I, I feel like if you're turning it off, like you're missing a kind of, you're actively disabling like the zaniness that this game is all about. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing that like sometimes they just say funny things, but then also it might give you a hint that you might not want like, oh, there's something weird about the caves here. You might not want to know that you might want to find that on your own. It'd be very Nintendo, you know, to make it like an easy system. You know, there should also be an option to keep the flowers on, but disable hints. But I guess most of them would probably be hints. I don't know. I just wanted to be like just insane yeah they are they are insane yeah yeah in addition to the game nintendo (laughs) announced a new oled model because we can't get enough of this model of the nintendo switch the mario red edition at the standard 349 price for an oled it is completely red it's just red with some coins in the inside of the back cover that's helpful you can't see unless you open it up I was talking to Jason about this because he joined me for PSVG this week and we were on the show and I told him that I thought there was going to be a new OLED announced that it was being rumored. And I told him it's going to be all red. And I think I told you the same thing, like back when the game was shown, I was like, they're just going to release the red thing again. Yeah. (laughs) And like the fast forward and like they actually are doing that. Like it's so dumb. (laughs) Like their big thing for Mario. The Mario just had the movie. It's like on this whole new rise. This is the first 2D Mario game in what, like 10 years? It's been a long time since Super Mario Bros. U. And the way they're celebrating it is with a Mario system 
that's just red. It's just red. The whole thing is just red. I will say I like the just plain red Joy-Con. I think yeah. Doc, they should have done like Mario overalls or something. something. A design, do anything. I was yeah. hoping when I first saw Wonder in my head, I had like this weird vision of like a starry night, purple, swirly, glittery type of Joy-Con. And I was like, dude, this sounds amazing. And they're like, no, you'll just get red ones. Red. Now is I didn't I don't remember is the Joy-Con on the red the neon red or like that Japan red? Ooh, I think it's the Japan red. That makes a difference because the Japan red is nice. I think it's the Japan red. I think the whole thing is the Japan red. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I wish they would have done like something at least alternate colors, maybe like a red and white or a red and blue. Um, put some more logos on it. Like there is a little Super Mario. Uh, like jump thing on the back. It's all on the back. Who nobody ever sees the back of the dock. Um, G Man says, you know, Mario sells right. No, we we're not de- we're not denying that it will sell. <laughs> like, that's not the point. The point is that it's not good. <laughs> I I would I, like. Am I in the market to buy an OLED? No. But if it was a really cool Mario OLED, would I? Maybe. And this just being announced, I was like, oh, especially so they know with uh, with the other rumors that we'll talk about later. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping, um, you know, I did tell you I th- when I was envisioning this, I thought maybe they would throw in like a, a movie rental code or have some sort of tie in. Yeah, they've done nothing. It's literally just a rent. I knew they that's would. it. Yeah. Nothing yeah. at all. So. Uh, I saw this after the direct, uh, the wired did an interview with the developers. The game's producer said that the game had no deadline in its prototype phase to encourage more creativity and ideas. There was also, they weren't allowed to use at a certain point in development. They weren't allowed to use prior enemies and power-ups and items in their development phase in order to come up with new ideas and they ended up having over 2000 ideas to work with to stretch wow. their brains and creativity. And I like this. I like that they, you know, there's no deadline, rack your brains, come up with as much as you can, like in a very stress-free kind of way. Yeah. They're forcing different. Mm-hmm. And you're in, you know, you have that luxury when your console is selling out, you know, you've got other games you can hold and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, Something that I saw that I didn't add to the notes is that the employee retention for Nintendo in Japan is 98.8%. Good place to work. It's a pretty good place to work compared to some some of these other companies. I think Mario Wonder is, looks incredible. I was so hyped watching this direct this week. I can't wait to play it. I'm very Um, glad. This is definitely like the star of the show for me for like for the rest of the year or for like the... Um, you know, for like the outlook that's, you know, what's to come um, without this, I'd be in a completely different place. The game looks so expressive. Um, like the characters look so much more expressive. The world looks very expressive. It like moves with you as you're moving around. Like everything just has like an, like an off centered charm to it. And uh-huh. you can really tell that it feels like from like the very basic block They've like really put a new look and a new light on how a 2D Mario game could be. And I think that shows in totality. Good. 
Um, it also is incredibly approachable, you know, like, like basically the way that the game's difficulty scales is the characters and the power-ups that you choose to, to play as. So if you don't want to use badges and you don't want to use, you know, those, those certain things, like you can make it harder. There's options. But I don't think I've ever seen a Mario game that looks more fit for like everyone than this one. When they were showing that driller thing, you could just like drill to the ground and zip by enemies. Or you could just play Yoshi and Nabbit mm-hmm. and like the bubbles. You could just trap enemies. And I'm like, man, this game, like they've really went out of their way to make sure that like you can have a fun time with this if you've been playing games for 30 years. Or if you're like a five-year-old playing their very first video game, you can hand them the mm-hmm. controller. Um, yeah. So I was impressed. It looks zany, and I'm here for it. It looks like this a, is a, a good fun. last big hitter for the Switch. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, good. I'm glad that uh, Mario fans are happy. Y'all deserve it. Anything else before we get into the highlights, September highlights here? Um, this is games that are coming out this month. Uh, Rune Factory 3, Chance of Sinar. Is that one game or is that two different games? Now, Chance of Sinar is uh, a puzzle adventure game. Um, it's it's an indie game. It's been shown around. It was in uh, one of the indie directs. It was one of the Game Pass showcases. Okay. Um, so I think people are... I think... What was the game... I forget what it's called. Hang on a second. Mm, I don't remember. There's a game on iOS that I think it reminds me of, but yeah. Both of those are coming out September 5th, so two days. Faye Farm and NBA 2K24 are both coming out on September 8th. I know yep. that uh, Faye Farm is pretty anticipated by a lot of people. Myth Force comes out on September 12th. That's that Gunbrella. Saturday morning. RPG. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mid- yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Umbrella, Super Bomberman 2, and the DLC, the first part of the DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet come out on the 13th. It's a good day. Yeah. Thunder Ray comes out on the 14th. It's a punch-out game. Mm, okay. Yep. <laughs> that and Kaidos, 1 and 2 HD, totally forgot about this, is coming out the 15th. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah. Gloomhaven comes out on the 18th. Mortal Kombat 1 comes out on the 19th. Pikmin 1 and 2 Physical. Forgot about that too. It's coming out on the 22nd. If you've been waiting for that. Manaiko's Night Market, which we've been waiting for for five years, (laughs) comes out on the 26th. Was that announced in like year one of the Switch? One or two. Right, like so, it's like here's the new console. We're making a game, and it's like new console's almost dead, but here it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then EA Sports FC 24 comes out the 29th. Get that soccer game. Yeah, you said that one looks good, right? It does. Yeah, this was the first. This is the first time that the EA soccer game on Switch is like feature complete. The Switch has had kind of like last generation soccer game for many years this is year it's been upgraded so this is the year on switch where it's i guess it's going to have like ultimate team and and i think it's built on frostbite and all the other stuff that people like the ea games for cool yeah 
Let's uh, go through some quick headlines before we get to the questions. The Switch has officially overtaken the Wii in lifetime sales in the U.S. It's only 1 million units behind the 360, fewer than 5 million behind the PS2. Wow. That's That's incredible. Yeah, it is. I feel like they're so close. <laughs> they're so close. Like if they hold on an extra year, maybe they'll pass it. All that Mario thing will get them over the hump. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, it's, so. I think I'm very impressed that so often when we talk about all time sales leaders, right? We talk globally and Nintendo and PlayStation are bumped up usually because they sell very well mm-hmm. in non-American territories, specifically in Japan, PlayStation case, the UK. For Nintendo to for the Nintendo Switch to have sold so well in America, I think is while it may not you know I don't know where it's at on the all time list. I know it's up there, but you know, I don't know if it'll ever reach the top. But this is very impressive. If it could overtake the PS2 in America, I mean that's really mm-hmm. really and different like in a, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that just shows how much Western appeal the Switch has had. Yeah, definitely. Sea of Stars sells 100,000 copies in its first day. This is also considering that it is on Game Pass. And Plus. Is it? Yeah, it's on PlayStation Plus. Oh, yeah. You get that okay. for free as well. Yeah. Um, I, I did see this, and I'm wondering, are the Kickstarter copies included in that number? Because I, I know a lot of people... that much into it. Okay. I, I would imagine the they would be, right? I would hope so. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope DLC Pack 3, Rayman and the Phantom Show, is now available. Did you see the launch trailer for that? It was mm-hmm. pretty cute. Yeah, it was funny. I like that. If you didn't see it, go check it out. Uh, Jamatsu reports that the ESRB has listed a Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition for release. Apparently, it'll come to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS, and Switch. That's kind of crazy. So we're not getting the remake, I don't think, or anytime soon, but they're going to re-release, I imagine, a somewhat improved version of it. And then it'll come to Switch. Hopefully it might be like this Red Dead where it seems like a lot of folks are like, you know what we can do? We can take three Xbox 360 games and put them on Switch and sell them for $60. Oh, great. <laughs> I, do I don't want to believe that that game's 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I read wanna, that. I'm like, is that right? Did, did you, I don't want to come with to, to face with the reality. Yep. Yeah. Um, the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC has begun to leak. Shocking. We said it comes out September 16th. I know it wouldn't be a Pokemon game if it didn't leak. <laughs> it's mostly new Pokemon that haven't been announced yet. Um, I'm not buying this, but the one design looked really freaking cool, Donnie. Oh my God. Oh, really? I like, yes, I'm going to be like uh, begging on my hands and knees for people like Kyle and those who do get the DLC to trade me the new Pokemon um, just for my decks. I'm not, no, I'm not, I am not, I am not paying for this DLC. I reviewed Scarlet for Twinfinite. Nintendo sent me a code. If they send me the code for the DLC, because I reviewed it, I will try it and play it and see what Pokemon I can get. I am not spending money on this. Pokemon has fallen so far in favor with me. 
And I'm about if to they had like, improved the base game and showed me that they are serious about this, then yeah, sure. It is overpriced. It's $35. Hell no. I like it. I'm about to turn on it like I did with Final Fantasy if they don't get their act together. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Okay, Donnie, tell us about the rumor. I um, saw this last night. It started to make the rounds yesterday. So as I understand it, and I got to tell you, the amount of effort and energy I put into this was like 20 minutes. So Okay, well, I did see um, Central Leaks, who is fairly reliable, talked mm-hmm. about it. I trust them. Okay. Go, go so the story that I have is that somebody tried to make a profile claiming to be a person called I'm a hero Two on Reddit and posted a bunch of stuff. And then that got found out to be incorrect. So then the original poster who is named I'm a hero and people know this person because they apparently leak a lot of like persona stuff. And when I did check into it, all that stuff is credible. He's the person that came okay. out and was like, Persona's coming to Switch. They're actually remastering three games. Like, this is the person that's done all the Persona leaks that all were true. So he came out and said, or or she, I don't know, whoever they are. Um, they came out and said, hey, since this happened, I would like to just, you know, I'm the real person. And here's what I know. And they were talking about Persona 6 stuff. And they're like, it's further away. But then he talked about Switch. And he said that both Sega and Square Enix have Switch dev kits. I've had them for a I while. The new Switch. Yeah. He says that it's backwards compatible, but will feature a new be. cartridge. So think of like the DS, the 3DS situation where you could use your DS cartridges in your 3DS, even though they were, they were different. Um, he says the new switch has a new camera feature. And the final fantasy seven remake looks and runs quote, like a PS five game on the switch Two dev kit and could be a launch game. Because it was so easy to port to. And as I mean, much as I. Is any of this wildly surprising? No. Nope. And I feel like that's why I believe it. Because it's not claiming anything wild. Yep. No, that's good. Um, Final Fantasy makes a lot of sense. Um, especially with the cloud and the smash and all that. And. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this, I think this is probably, this would be now, like, I think this will be the foundation for what I'm believing the next switch to be. And if it is running final fantasy seven that well, I, now I'm questioning, like, I wonder how big the switch is. Hmm. Cause if they're doing it in a very slim, like profile, that's impressive. Or if it's one of those things where, you know, I think we had talked about it still being the hybrid model. Maybe it gets a cut on, handheld but then when you dock it there's more could tech be. in the dock yeah. to yeah. give it that power that could be it but yeah if it's if it's a nintendo like device doing this and not like some ridiculous handheld pc that's nine pounds um, that's impressive it's very impressive even if they're doing it with upscaling or whatever it's still very impressive if they can get it things mm-hmm. running like that had he said yeah. like a ps4 game i would have been like that makes sense um but like a ps5 game i guess is i don't know makes me think a little bit differently but i'm I'm excited to hear that reported allegedly it's backwards compatible um I, oh that's so I, important yeah i always thought that they couldn't do that like they could but like it would really ruffle feathers and cause negative waves in a way that i didn't think they wanted to touch 
Now, what I need for that backwards compatibility, not just the physical games, but for me to transfer my Nintendo profile to this new console and let me yeah. play my digital games. Yeah, I expect. I was expecting at the very least that, that would be true. So I think that'll happen. The physical okay. carts are the ones I was starting to worry about. Because otherwise, why put all of this money and investment into a Nintendo account if you're going to try to do that again? Yeah. You can get away with that once, but that's it. You can't get away with that twice. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So, sounds exciting. I can't wait it for it. It does sound Switch. exciting. Can't wait. Next year, I think, is the year. I need it. Need it in my bones. Let All me right, ask Donnie, you this before we go to questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When do they announce it? Before May. Game but Wars? after, but after, no. No, no, so? no, 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 no. Not before Christmas. So, between the end of January and may okay all right hit us with questions question number one comes from gags do we ever get a collector's edition for a super mario game what what oh a collect like a more than just a special edition like a collector's with things yeah Hmm, like a stupid edition i don't seem to be very interested in follow that enough they don't seem to be very interested in doing anything like that for for the majority of their games, like not named Zelda. Even the Zelda Collector's Edition I thought was pretty lackluster. It did from uh, Metroid. Yeah. Yeah, they had the little box. Sometimes Fire Emblem gets them. But like, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't really great. <laughs> they weren't very good. I don't know that there has ever been one. No, not, not for Mario. Not that I can think of. So, yeah, I don't think so. G-Man wants to know, how do you guys feel about little Yoshi on Yoshi? How do you guys feel about a little Yoshi on Yoshi action? He's talking about Yoshi riding Yoshi, yeah, Yoshi. which you can do in Mario Wonder. <laughs> I saw that screenshot. At first, I thought it was fake. It is real. It does look a little awkward. I will admit. I love it. Do the voices sound different or no? Because he didn't hear a major it. difference. I mean, I watched it and I just took it in passing. I don't think you can really take an opinion on the voices until you're actually playing the game. You know, because there's too many, like in a trailer, there's too many like quick cuts and things like that. And you're, you're not really experiencing it like how it's supposed to be. Kyle the Pug says, why does Yoshi need a chiropractor after Elephant Mario jumped on his back? That was a funny screenshot. That was too. amazing. Yeah, that's going to be a meme. I've already I seen saw it, the like, the side by side of Yoshi carrying baby Mario with Yoshi carrying big elephant Mario and just like how the times have changed. <laughs> Yoshi's a good mom. West 3DP says if you were t- if you were talking flower and could tell Mario anything, what would you say? Hi. That's your talking flower, hi. I don't have anything to say to Mario. Oh God, this, this is, <sighs> um, I don't know. I would do something like very smart ass and smart. I, I would like to make fun of him in some way. I don't know what I, I would tell him that cave things. over there looks suspicious when there's nothing at all there just nice. to see how long it takes for him to <laughs> give up. Um, our next one comes from TPR says, 
the new Switch will likely dominate the 2024 Nintendo conversation. What do you think about Nintendo's software lineup for 2024? Maybe a concurrent Metroid Prime 4 on old and new Switch? We have Princess Peach's own game coming, likely some Tears of the Kingdom DLC, Pokemon, Splatoon. I keep saying DLCs, but game-wise, I feel like I'm out of dice. Maybe those Zelda remasters? What do you think yeah, about their software lineup? Um, the new new 3D Mario, I think, needs to be a launch title with the new Switch at the end of the year next year. Yeah, I that I'm interested in that Princess Peach game. Um I don't want to say Metroid Prime 4 yet. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be soon. Yeah, there is a lot of DLC coming that that isn't dated yet. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. In the I chat like we, says don't, we don't know a whole lot. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Yeah, a lot of um, DLC and a lot of um remakes. remakes. Or remasters. XPS says Fire Emblem. I expect a Fire Emblem game will be Probably. Coming. I'm sure yeah. there's going to be some new Kirby game, like there always is. They do a Tears of the Kingdom Warriors game? Mm, probably not next year, but maybe. Mm. Uh, next question comes from David. He wrote on Twitter. So he says, you just rolled credits on a game you've been anticipating and waiting for for years, and you loved every minute. Now you, A, hit New Game Plus post-game, unwilling the party to stop, unwilling to let go. B, go outside, touch grass, need to breathe a moment before starting anything else. C, close and delete your data, yank the game out and insert, launch your next adventure, my backlog is too big, I cannot hit, I can't not hit the next button. Or D, that was the top of the mountain. There will be nothing better. Swear off gaming, snap controller over knee, burn system in effigy, burning <laughs> away the medium and entirely never to return. I like that. Um, oh, this is a good question. I like that he gave options. I think I'm probably closest to was be the one go outside, touch grass. Yeah. In a really good game, I need some time to digest before I do anything else. Um if there's like another game I've been waiting to jump into, maybe C, but I don't, I do not delete things off of my, my, my console. Like I mean, for a game like do. that, for a game like that, I never will. If it's okay. a game I'm never going to boot up again, I will when I'm looking for space. But like Tears of the Kingdom is never going to get deleted off of my Switch. Um, you know, things like that. I, I wouldn't do it. But yeah, I'm kind of a mix between B and C. Um, I, I'm i not very much a new game plus kind of person most of the time, especially right after I played it. Um, yeah, a good question. What about you? Yeah, my answer, I'm going to cheat. My answer is probably A, but not in like the new game plus, but I'm going to take, I'm going to attach myself to like what he put in parentheses, unwilling to let go, unwilling for the party to stop. When yeah. I play something that I'm really captivated by and I beat it, I usually want to continue to keep like that experience going. Like I want to find a podcast about the game. I want to find like reviews about the game. I want to hear a discussion about the game. 
And that's kind of what I mean with B. Like, I, I need time yeah. to digest. I will, like, you know, go on Reddit, see what people said about the game. I will look up fan art, fan I'll theories, go into the about the game, mm-hmm. or I'll buy controllers about the game. Like, I kind of keep going in just a non-game direction, but I but yeah. still keep the experience going. Yeah. Not willing to just, like, I kind of have to have, like, a come down, you know, before mm-hmm. I can move on. I, I can't just put in another game. And just start playing. Yeah, I am the same way. Um, so yeah, thanks for the question, Dave. I can't see says, what's your favorite Hori split pad pro compact? That's a you question. The Gengar ones. Of course. These are great. Um, his second question is, what is your favorite Halloween themed indie game? And I hate this because he says, what's your favorite Halloween parentheses not horror spooky close parentheses indie game what is that supposed to mean that's the point of the halloween game is to be (laughs) horror and spooky so i think he's talking about like night in the woods not scary um animal crossing in the fall that doesn't count um what? I said that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Well, I Halloween don't know. I'm, tra- I'm trying. No, I'm with you. I get it. I'm just making fun of it. Uh, he's thinking Hollow Knight. He's thinking um, games that I think have like kind of a a vibe for yeah. Halloween, but aren't scary. Yeah, I was thinking he did he not like survival horror gore game. It was more or less my take. Not Dead Space. Yeah. My answer to this question would be Pumpkin Jack, which I reviewed for uh, a while ago. It's available on every console. It's like in Humble Bundle, and it's usually available very cheaply. And you play, it's like a 3D action platforming game where you play as Mm -hmm. a jack-o'-lantern, and you go and do Halloween spooky things. It's a great Halloween game, actually. Grim Fandango. Mm, Good one. Yeah, it's really good That's my answer. Um, I know it's not indie, but Luigi's Mansion would fit the criteria. That was the first thing I thought of until he put the indie thing on. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of Luigi's people Mansion Quest. There's like two or three of those. Luigi's Mansion 3 is amazing. If you haven't played it, you should. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, the Castlevania games of are course. not, I know they're not indie, but I'm just trying to think of more things yep. that fit the bill. 100% count. Um, Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. It's Never not played scary. It. It's fun. I've heard it's fun. really hard. It's hard, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, his third one is what temple boss did you find the easiest? He's just fire okay. or lightning. Then he said fire or lightning. I need you to know that that was the hardest boss. It was the only one I died to, and I died to it twice. I don't know what you were doing that you thought that that was easier than <laughs> than the others. Come on. Maybe I suck. I don't know. But that one was hard. Um, the fire was definitely the easiest. What was the lightning boss? The big moth, moth, yeah, Gibdo yeah, no, okay, with all of the little gibdos running at you. Yeah, that was the tougher of the ones. I died, I think I died once maybe at that one, but I didn't, I didn't find it too troubling. I thought 
Thunderblight yeah. Ganon was harder than I think all of the bosses for me. In Breath of the Wild, I thought was harder yeah, than was, all of the bosses in Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I thought the water boss was super easy. That one was easy, but it was a little bit annoying in that I got stuck in the goop a lot. And I think that the reason it was super easy for me is I had that, I had that, whatever you call it, where I would swing my magic rod and like water would mm, shine out. Yeah, because that would make it easy. It was so easy. Yeah. <laughs> he would just start spewing. I'd be like, tick, 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 tick. I was playing. It was like, it was like playing like Super Mario Sunshine. You know, it was, yeah, it was really easy. Um, yeah, that's, that's just me. Um, let's see here. We had a question in the discord before I read TPR's thing. It comes from John 32. Can we officially call it yet? Is 2023 the best year in gaming this decade, this century? At least this decade. That I would agree with. This century is debatable. I would have there to was go a back year. I haven't looked into this, but there, I know there's a year, 2007 or eight, I want to say, where like everything great came out. Like they all just like lined up and we got like, I was like Gears 2 and Mass Effect 2. And like, yeah. that was a really, really great year for gaming. I don't know yeah. if this year stacks up to that, but this is a really good one. I think there's a lot of great games that came out this year, but I think only time will tell if like those games that came out this year will be as impactful in the long term as those ones you just mentioned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those are like classics. Like we think of that today is like must game must play games. Will we say that about the games that came out in 2023? If they're, you know, must plays in 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we'll see. Yeah. I think what we've had is we've just had kind of like a, a slight backup from COVID, but also like next gen and development next gen and getting consoles out there. And like all of it's just kind of finally like coming together at once. And we're finally mm-hmm. starting to get games. And I think yeah. the previous couple years make this year feel maybe better than it is. And I'm wondering if that lessens in the coming years when more and better games keep coming, mm-hmm. you know, like do we, if we get all the games we're thinking we're going to get next year, do you re- still remember this year as being as great as it is? We'll right. see. Or we'll see. Means to be seen. See. Okay. The last thing we have for the show today is TPR Shack, longtime Shacker in the Discord, went to Nintendo Live and gave us a rundown, which I will read. He says, Nintendo Live was fantastic. Getting the bat out of the way first, the line to get into the event was a long wait, but once you got in, you're in. The merch line was also quite long. Hmm. Now for the good stuff. Free stuff. I got free Nintendo Live bag, pins, a cool Nintendo Live coin, a puzzle book, an event map. Those goodies were so fun to be greeted with when you walked in the door. Also, attending the event was a random raffle, and the entrance to the entire event itself was free. I didn't know that. Wow. So many different types of gaming kiosks. There was Animal Crossing, Pikmin 4, Pokemon, Kirby, Zelda, classic games, but most important of all, Mario Wonder. The line to play a a demo of Mario Wonder was so short, super easy to get in. The staff were knowledgeable and helpful. The game was great, and I can't wait to pick it up. There was also a Mario Elephant keychain we got after playing the demo. That's cool. 
various now photo. I have FOMO. I have FOMO now. <laughs> I saw Grub and Mike went, I believe. Yeah. 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 They were which there. Which look cool. Various photo ops all around the event warp pipes, posing with Link, an old 1980s living room set with an NES, king size Lego Bowser. The list goes on. There was also Smash and Mario Kart tournaments. They were great to watch. There was life-size displays of different items from Smash. So cool to see Fox's laser, Shulk's Monado, Bayonetta's jewelry at scale. The most impressive of all was the concerts. I wasn't able to attend the Zelda one, but I heard from the waiting area it sounded fantastic. Luckily, mm-hmm. I got to attend the Mario Big Band, and it was easily the best part of Nintendo Live. It was really an improv jazz concert, as much as it was paying homage to the Mario games. So great it included homage to 3D World, Donnie. We've probably been happy to hear. I would have loved to go to the Zelda uh, concert. I feel like those are, I mean, those are awesome. I feel like those are common. Like they always do those at like Momocon. We have like, they have like Mario. Yeah, but I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. Oh yeah. No, like those are my wife is too. She's like, that's all she wanted to do. And they're great. And that music really is easily testing. One, two, three. Okay. Now I can hear you. I restarted my headphones. That was weird. Okay. Sorry about that. No, you're good. What I was saying is that the type of music that these games make um, are easily adapted to like local musicians and stuff. You can get, you know, like band members and stuff to do them. So I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, it's like, that's a, that's a traveling act that you can easily like stand up. I think that's why, like we have the symphonies and stuff like that. And they're great. And to hear that music live on, on orchestra, like it really hits hard, you know, like it's, it's Mm -hmm. good stuff. It's really good stuff. And he closes, he says, there was so much floor space and it wasn't overcrowded. Lines moved efficiently. The Nintendo misses on a lot of things, but this event was not one of them. Easily the best gaming convention mass gathering that I've been to. That's cool. That makes me want to, I hope they do another one because I would like to go. This was bad timing, obviously a bad location, but I like yeah, seeing was... pictures from it that people were posting. I would like if this became a norm. Was it like uh, Seattle? I think so. And it also lined up around the same time as PAX West. PAX yeah. West is this weekend. Seattle's a long way for me to go to like a Nintendo event. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's like a same long here. thing. It'd be nice to see if yeah. they rotated or traveled. Um, having gone to it was some an East things, Coast one in New York. Yeah. Having gone to some gaming events like that, it was a lot of fun. I do think Nintendo does really good with their events in general. I went to the Wii U launch event that was hosted in Atlanta and that was a lot of fun. Um, they also hosted like several like uh, NES classic like events where they had like a Mario out and like little booths and kiosks and stuff. And they do a really good job. So I'm glad you had fun. Um, but that's it. That's the end of the questions. Cool. We got some good ones this week. Um, I'm going to be playing more Sea of Stars. Try to put my petty grievances behind me. Um, Big Run is this weekend. If anybody's participating in Splatoon 3, Big Run, it ends tonight. There's also a Splatfest next week. You can get your, the voting has already started. Shiver versus Fry versus Big Man. I picked Team Shiver. Um, so look forward to that. And I am also going to be playing this week a Sega Genesis game. I am not going to tell you which one yet, but I am doing Sonic the NS <laughs> the NSO Game Club with Good Vibes Gaming this week. Nice. Um, and they what they do each time is they spin a wheel of the two hundred some 
games that are on NSO and whichever one it lands on, you That's play extreme. you play it for a week, come back, talk about it. Um, and it landed on a Sega Genesis game that I had only heard of because it came to Switch Online. Hmm. Okay. Um, That'll be interesting yeah, then. So we'll see. I'll talk Definitely about that next subscribe week. Subscribe to good vibes gaming for more yeah go check out their youtube channel they have i do the same thing with uh i have an app on my phone that i put all of my horror movies into and i have a spin and i can spin Mm. and just it'll pick my movie for me so i don't have to mess with what i'm going to watch tonight so yeah that's fun stuff it's a good way to do it um anything else johnny nope we're good all right in that case we will see you next week have a good day, Koopalings. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What? 